Good evening. We um, realized yesterday during our intro, we said that it was day 73 and it was actually day 72. It was listed right on your podcast, but we just misdated it while we were getting started. So today is actually day 73. So welcome back. We are going to continue through numbers um, and we will get started with numbers 21 reading verse 1 and going through numbers 22 verse 20. So we'll get started. When the Canaanite king, king of Arad, who, w- who lived in the Negev, heard that Israel was coming on the Athrum road, he fought against Israel and captured some prisoners. Then Israel made a vow to the Lord, If you will hand this people over to us, we will completely destroy their cities. The Lord listened to Israel's request and handed the Canaanites over to them. And Israel completely destroyed them and their cities, so they named the place Ormah. Then they set off from Mount Or by way of the Red Sea to bypass the land of Edom. But the people became very impatient because of the journey. The people spoke against God and Moses. Why have you led us up from Egypt to die in the wilderness? There is no bread or water. We detest this wretched food. Then the Lord sent poisonous snakes among the people, and they bit them, so many of the Israelites died. The the people then came to Moses and said, We have sinned by speaking against the Lord and against you. Intercede with the Lord so that he will take the snakes away from us. So Moses interceded for the people. Then the Lord said to Moses, Make a snake image and mount it on a pole. When anyone who is bitten looks at it, he will recover. So Moses made a bronze snake and mounted it on a pole. Whenever someone was bitten... He looked at the bronze snake, and he recovered. The Israelites set out and camped at Oboth. They set out from Oboth, and they camped at Iabarim. I'm not sure how to pronounce that place, but there it is. So they camped there in the wilderness that borders Moab on the east. From there, they went and camped at the Zered Valley. They set out from there and camped on the other side of the Arnon River in the wilderness that extends from the Amorite border because the Arnon was the Moabite border between Moab and the Amorites. Therefore, it is stated in the book of the Lord's Wars, Waheb and Sufa and the ravines of Arnon, even the slopes of the ravines that extend at the site of Ar and lie along the border of Moab. From there, they went to Be'er. And the wall, the well of the, the well, oh, let me start over. From there, they went to Be'er, the well the Lord told Moses about. Gather the people so I may give them water. Then Israel sang this song. Spring up well, sing to it. The princes dug the well. The nobles of the people hollowed it out with a scepter and with their staffs. They went from the wilderness to the Matanah, from the Matanah to the Nahalil, from the Nahalil to the Bamoth, from the Bamoth to the valley in the territory of Moab, near the Pisgi highlands that overlook the wasteland. Israel sent messengers to say to King Sihon of the Amorites, Let us travel through your land. We won't go into the fields or the vineyards. 
We won't drink any water, any well water. We will travel on the king's highway until we have traveled through your territory. But Sihon would not let Israel travel through his territory. Instead, he gathered his whole army and went out to confront Israel in the wilderness. When he came to Jehaz, he fought against Israel. Israel struck him with a sword and took possession of his land from Arnon to the Jabbok, but only up to the Ammonite border because it was fortified. Israel took all the cities that live and lived in all these Amorite cities, including Heshbon and all its surrounding villages. Heshbon was the city of King Sihon of the Amorites who had fought against the former king of Moab and had taken control of all his land as far as Arnon. Therefore the poets say, Come, Heshbon, let it be rebuilt. Let the city of Sihon be restored. For fire came out of Heshbon, a flame from the city of Sihon. It consumed Ar of Moab. The citizens of Arnon's heights, Woe to you, Moab! You have been destroyed. The people of Shamash... He gave up his sons as refugees and his daughters into captivity and Sihon, the Amorite king. We threw them down. Heshbon has been destroyed as far as Dibon. We caused desolation as far as Napa, which reaches as far as Medeba. So Israel lived in the Amorites' land. After Moses sent spies to Jazir, Israel captured its surrounding villages and drove out the Amorites who were there. Then they turned and went up the road to Bashan. And King Og of Bashan came out against them with his whole army to do battle at Edrai. But the Lord said to Moses, Do not fear him, for I have handed him over to you along with his whole army and his land. Do to him as you did with King Sihon and the Amorites who lived in Heshbon. So they struck him, his sons, and his whole army until no one was left, and they took possession of the land. Chapter 22 The Israelites traveled on and camped in the, plant, in the plains of Moab near the Jordan across from Jericho. Now Balak, son of Zippor, saw all that Israel had done to the Amorites. Moab was terrified of the people because they were numerous and Moab dreaded the Israelites. So the Moabites said to the elders of Midian, This horde will devour everything around us like an ox eat up green plants in the field. Since Balak, son of Zippor, was Moab's king at the time, he sent messengers to Balaam, son of Beor at Pethor, which is by the roof Euphrates in the land of his people. Balak said to him, Look, a people has come out of Egypt. They cover the surface of the land and are living right across from me. Please come and put a curse on these people for me, because they are more powerful than I am. I may be able to defeat them and drive them out of the land, for I know that those you bless are blessed and those you curse are cursed. The elders of Moab and Midian departed with fees for divination in hand. They came to Balaam and reported Balak's words to him. He said to them, Spend the night here, and I will give you an answer, give you the answer the Lord tells me. So the officials of Moab stayed with Balaam. Then God came to Balaam and asked, 
Who are these men with you? Balaam replied to God, Balak, son of Zippor, king of Moab, sent this message to me. Look, a people has come out of Egypt, and they cover the surface of the land. Now come and put a curse on them for me. I may be able to fight against them and drive them away. Then God said to Balaam, You are not to go with them. You are not to curse these people, for they are blessed. So Balaam got up the next morning and said to Balak's officials, Go back to your land, because the Lord has refused to let me go with you. The officials of Moab arose, returned to Balak, and reported, Balaam refused to come with us. Balak sent officials again, who were more numerous and in higher rank than the others. They came to Balaam and said to him, This is what Balak, son of Zippor, says. Let nothing keep you from coming to me, for I will greatly honor you and do whatever you ask me. So please come and put a curse on these people for me. But Balaam responded to the servants of Balak, If Balak were to give me his house full of silver and gold, I could not go against the command of the Lord, my God, to do anything small or great. Please stay here overnight as the others did, so that I may find out what else the Lord has to tell me. God came to Balaam that night and said to him, Since these men have come to summon you, get up and go with them. But you must only do what I tell you to do. All right. We will move on to the Gospel of Luke. And we are still in Luke chapter 1, but we are reading verse 26 through 56. All right. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man named Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary, and the angel came to her and said, Greetings, favored woman, the Lord is with you. But she was deeply troubled by this statement, wondering what kind of greeting this could be. Then the angel told her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Now listen, you will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will have no end. Mary asked the angel, How can this be since I have not had sexual relations with a man? The angel replied to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. And consider your relative Elizabeth. She has conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month for her who was called childless, for nothing will be impossible with God. I am the Lord's servant, said Mary. May it be done to me according to your word. Then the angel left her. In those days, Mary set out and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judah, where she entered Zechariah's house and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped inside her, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Then she exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you, young, are you among women, and your child will be blessed. How could this happen to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? 
For you see, when the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby leaped for joy inside of me. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill what he has spoken to her. And Mary said, My soul praises the greatness of the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, because he has looked with favor on the humble condition of his servant. Surely, from now on, all generations will call me blessed, because the Mighty One has done great things for me in his holy name. His mercy is from generation to generation on those who fear him. He has done a mighty deed with his arm. He has scattered the proud because of the thoughts of their hearts. He has toppled the mighty from their thrones and exalted the lowly. He has satisfied the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering his mercy to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he spoke to our ancestors. And Mary stayed with her about three months, then returned to her home. Now we will move to Psalms. And we are in Psalm 57. And we are going to complete that psalm. It's verses 1 through 11. Be gracious to me, God, be gracious to me, for I take refuge in you. I will seek refuge in the shadow of your wings until danger passes. I call to God most high, to God who fulfills his purpose for me. He reaches down from heaven and saves me, challenging the one who tramples me. God sends his faithful love and truth. I am surrounded by lions. I lie down among devouring lions, people whose teeth are spears and arrows, whose tongues are sharp swords. God, be exalted above the heavens. Let your glory be over the whole earth. They prepared a net for my steps. I was despondent. They dug a pit ahead of me, but they fell into it. My heart is confident. God, my heart is confident. I will sing. I will sing praises. Wake up, my soul. Wake up, harp and lyre. I will wake up the dawn. I will praise you, Lord, among the peoples. I will sing praises to you among the nations. For your faithful love is as high as the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches the clouds. God, be exalted above the heavens. Let your glory be over the whole earth. And last but not least, we will move to Proverbs. And this is Proverbs 11, verses 9 through 11. With his mouth, the ungodly destroys his neighbor. But through knowledge, the righteous are rescued. When the righteous thrive, a city rejoices. When the wicked die, there's joyful shouting. A city is built up by the blessing of the upright, but it is torn down by the mouth of the wicked. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. We look forward to you tomorrow, and that will be day number 74. Have a good one.